0: So obviously want to talk about the upcoming show at the House of Blues of Anaheim and talk a little music and get your opinion on a couple of things. But uh, let's start with the show finally happening now on September the 23rd, House of Blues of Anaheim. Toadies and Reverend Horton Heat, a great package and a band that you've uh, played with over the years. And of course, you had the Burden Brothers. But uh, kind of curious, do you remember the first time you played with Reverend Horton Heat?
1: Oh, man, Uh, when would that be? That would have been, jeez, back in Dallas before we got signed, probably. That would have been 91 or 2 the first time.
0: Yeah, I mean, a great, great package. The two of you guys makes absolute perfect sense going out together.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, it's really cool that uh, they're celebrating the record and we're doing the same thing. And it's just uh, finally happening. That's great.
0: Yeah, and I love that you guys are, are finally getting the chance to do this, and especially after the past couple of years we've had and all the craziness. And I'm curious, while you were at home, did, did you uh, pick up any new hobbies? Did you pick up any guitar? Did you write any music? Or did you kind of just sit back and enjoy the time off? What did you do with yourself during the pandemic?
1: uh well during lockdown uh my wife and i just kind of just hung out at the house <laughs> it, was, it was it was actually kind of cool uh because we could turn off the scary and just like watch a lion what to a tiger king over and over again or whatever the <laughs> hell it was but um uh yeah we were one of those many people but um yeah i mean i've uh we've been working on some music uh you might hear some of it when we get to Al- anaheim uh we have it uh I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we feel like. But um, I also dipped into a comics a little bit. I've been for years. I've been wanting to kind of see some of my songs realized as comics, and so I worked together with a really good comic artist. And uh, yeah, I've got four of those out, and the fifth one on the way. Actually, I think there's a where a fourth one's on the way, and the fifth one's in the works.
0: Wow, that's cool. Is it is it all uh, off of the album, or is it just random songs throughout your career? Off of rubber. Uh, there
1: are random songs throughout my career. Yeah, it's. Uh, I tend to write sort of, uh, if I grab onto a character, I'll tend to write songs around that character in out of order and context. <laughs> uh, so I kind of picked the five that were based on that character so far and just kind of wove them around into a, a little uh, circular uh, story. Have you thought
0: about writing an actual story rather than it being a song, but to, to write an actual like fictional
1: novel? Uh, does it have to be longer than four minutes? I really like that people have asked me that uh, once or twice people have asked me that since this came up and I'm like that would be great Uh, I just I don't know if I've got a different kind of focus you know to be able to map out a whole uh, trajectory of a story
0: I, I get that. I get that. You're a musician. I mean, that's what you do. That's that's where the
1: focus yeah. is. I admire that ability, and I wish I had it, but I don't.
0: <laughs> I'm curious. I, I love guitar players uh, who also sing, and I'm always fascinated. Are you a guitar player who happens to sing, or a singer who happens to play guitar?
1: I am a guitar player who, back in the day, nobody else would sing, and so I became the singer also. <laughs> Just, Just from default. necessity. I mean, in our cover bands and whatever else we were doing back in the 19 tickety tick it was uh nobody wanted to sing everybody's afraid to do it so yeah i just jumped in
0: you had you had the cojones so you you jumped in and, and took the reins <laughs> yeah you know it since we are celebrating rubber rubberneck and and uh you know i love love that entire album and just wanted to go through hit you with a few on there and mexican hairless the opening instrumental track was that inspired, or at least the name, by the—I I just saw one recently, the Cholo Dog, the hairless dog?
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> to be honest, uh, when we were recording Rubberneck, we would buy—it uh, was called Chihuahua beer. And it was the cheapest beer we could find, and we'd <laughs> buy it by the caseload because we were poor. Yeah, it's that's basically drinking Chihuahua beer all day long. Ah, so it's beer-inspired. Yeah. yeah.
0: Another one uh, I got to hit you with, uh, you know, when you're a kid, I'm sure you went through it, too. And I'm curious if you have have a similar uh, story. But being a kid and listening to Rubberneck and just throwing on the album and not paying attention to it. It took me a good month or so after I finally figured it out to stop saying back spider. I thought the song was Backspider, like there was a spider on your back versus Backslider. It took me a while to <laughs> to figure that out and I'm kinda curious. I mean, there's all the you know, the Jimi Hendrix over the years, excuse me while I kiss the guy, or, do you have any of those songs that <laughs> were you her misinterpre- misinterpreted the lyrics over the
1: years? Uh, or did you ask me if anybody has, is that what you're asking?
0: If if you have individually, like, is there a song for you that you thought was one way? And then once you really looked up the lyrics
1: went, oh, well, I had this completely wrong. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Plenty, (laughs) plenty. (laughs) I can't even think of one, but, uh, yeah. Um, I tend to kind of, if I can't immediately understand what somebody is saying in a song, I, and I like the song, I'll just kind of fill in the blanks and make whatever I want.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that's what I did with with back spider.
1: Yeah, backslider is, uh, I don't know if that's a common term up there. It's more of a southern uh, church term, so yeah.
0: Yeah, that's because I had no idea, and you're talking about the water and stuff, and I figured, oh, he's got a spider on his back. Like, I don't even know what a backslider is. Is that like some pitch or something? But you said it's a southern term.
1: A backslider is somebody who starts off on the front row of church all gung-ho, and then by the end of a year or so, they're on the back row.
0: Ah, okay, okay, yeah. Not being a church guy, either, I guess that
1: yeah. led to yeah, yeah. Uh, to, well, to I'm steeped in it, so I know all that the trivia. But, uh, but yeah, somebody who uh, goes back to their old ways, or you know, changes uh, and then changes back.
0: Interesting, interesting, I love love learning it. And you know, one of the things I loved about the toadies and, and the sound and rubberneck is the toadies sort of stew. I guess you would be call it there are so many different sounds and influences there's rockabilly there's punk there's country there's metal did each person kind of bring that individual sound in or were you guys all collectively listen to 20 different things at once
1: uh we all kind of listen to a lot of music but i mean i wrote the whole record 99 percent of it and it's i just kind of grew up on all that stuff i was a radio kid you know my parents didn't have MTV, when they showed music videos back in the day, they would never, we didn't have that in my house. And so it was just radio and, uh, you know, I'd go buy LPs and listen to them in my room, whatever I could grab. So it was kind of a hodgepodge.
0: Yeah, I love it. I mean, you, you, <laughs> no band wants to be put in a box, but as a radio guy, you like to put things in boxes. that kind of makes sense, but Toadies is definitely one of those. It's certainly a rock band, but there's so many different flavors and styles that come through in, in the music that I love about it.
1: We're right on. That's good to hear. And so, I gotta
0: also ask you too the the obligatory question: Was Possum Kingdom just another album track, or did it feel special from the get go? Was there some some special magic on that one when you were recording it?
1: We had demoed that song and put it on a local release, so we'd re- already recorded it at least twice on our own. And I was honestly, I was tired of it. I was, <laughs> you know, I was kind of over it. And uh, but the label really pushed hard for it because they they knew what they were going to do with it, and uh, so I obliged. You know, I obliged to them and put it on there. So uh, so yeah, it was, uh, and I'm glad I did because uh, you know we all know what happened with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, kind of
1: kind of made a little
0: bit of an impact on on uh, your career and certainly that album and, and trajectory. And uh, you know, one one other thing I wanted to touch upon too, uh, being a Texas band. Kind of curious, uh, with Pantera kind of being in the news, did you ever cross paths with those guys back in the day?
1: No, never did. It was like a different, uh, different. Uh, I don't know, circle. Back in the day, music was real cliquish in Texas. I don't know how it was out there, but like, you know, I'm from Fort Worth, and if you go to Dallas back in the day, like in the early 90s, they would just laugh at you. Like, no, go back to Fort Worth, uh, and vice versa, the same thing with Dallas fans. And then, you know, Pantera was from right in between the two in Arlington and nobody took Arlington seriously. <laughs> 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 but, uh, uh, but no, I mean, I, it, it was just a different circle of fans and everything. So, uh, I don't think we even played a festival with them, I, I, it, which is remarkable because we've played festivals with just about anybody you can name. But, uh, yeah, I have recorded uh, with the Burton brothers. I recorded in their, st- uh, Pantigo in a studio at Patigo and, like, uh, you know, just uh, got of friends with some of their friends here in Fort Worth.
0: And have you heard about this reunion that's going to happen now with, with uh, Phil and Rex, the original singer and bass player, going out with Zach Wild on guitar and, and Charlie from Anthrax filling in for the Abbott brothers? Any
1: thoughts on that? It sounds awesome to me. <laughs> first, first I've heard of it.
0: Ah, yeah, so they're, they're, they're finally going out. I mean, it, it, you know, ever since uh, Dime was murdered on stage, it's been, you know, nothing. And then Phil's been doing some Pantera sets. And so now I guess the uh, the estates of, of both the Abbott brothers have, have signed off on uh, this tour that's going to go out. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a tour or just special one-off shows, but that's, that's the plan for 2023 is a, I don't know, a reunion celebration. Some I, I don't know what the exact wording of it's going to be, but I guess Pantera reunion. With two of the original guys,
1: yeah, I would, I, I would definitely go see that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I was a little conflicted on for, at first because it, you know there was always that Vinnie always saying, "Well, with, with no dime, there is no Pantera." and Now they're both gone, and now it's happening. But right, I, I think those those songs and music is so important that it, they deserve to be played live, and for all the kids that couldn't have seen them in the first time, you know, it, they get that opportunity now. So I'm, I'm totally with. Yeah, it.
1: yeah. That's where it's at, you know, it's, uh, looking out for fans.
0: Last thing I got for you, just need your help with, we're one of those old school radio stations. We do mandatory Metallica every night at 10 PM, which you're going to be a part of and kind of curious when Metallica came, kind of came on your radar. How did you discover them?
1: Uh, you know, honestly, um, I'm going to be kind of a metal snob, I guess, because like my metal was like when I was a kid, uh, Metallica was almost like too mainstream for me because <laughs> I'm I'm that much of an a-hole but at least I was when I was a kid. So uh so yeah, that kind of came on my radar whenever uh I was working at a record store uh when the Black Album came out and uh and Justice for All and that was Yeah, like that's 80, where I am on Metallica.
0: 89, 90. So you weren't into the, like the early like the Kill 'em All and the Ride the Lightning and the the real metal hardcore thrash metal albums that they put out early on
1: i did eventually on the course of working at that record store i did backtrack and like figured out who they were and yeah i listened to all this stuff
0: beautiful man thank you so much for the time safe travels out there on the road and can't wait to see you at the house of blues cool man well thanks i look forward to it yeah thank you so much have a good one
1: bye-bye take care bye-bye, bye-bye.